Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. X-Tree, X-Tree, Settle X-Tree. Now the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush, presents The Green Hornet. the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Now ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of Pretenders to the Throne. The Green Hornet strikes again. The adventures of the Green Hornet are brought to you by Orange Crush, the world's leading orange drink that tastes better naturally. Orange Crush is flavored with the juice of fresh tree-ripened Valencia oranges, so naturally it tastes better. Always keep delicious Orange Crush handy in your refrigerator. At your dealers, get the Orange Crush Handy Pack. Six bottles of Orange Crush in a handy carrying case. When the Supreme Court turned down Racket King Tommy Barra's appeal, Barra and his partners in crime were sent at once to the penitentiary. Michael Axford, in the office of Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was jubilant. Ah, I'm glad Barra and his men are finally in the clink. Now we'll have a big drop in the crime rate, you'll see. But Police Commissioner Higgins, who was also present, disagreed. I hate to say it, Axford, but I'm afraid you're wrong. From now on, every racketeer in this city will be trying to fight his way to the throne left vacant by Barra. Don't you agree, Reed? Yes, I do. It'll mean gang war as sure as we're here in this room. Well, if you're so sure of that, Commissioner, then why don't you go out and arrest the mobsters before they start terrorizing the city? Nip them in the bud, pick them up, tell them to lay off, and make them know you mean it by beating their heads in. Well, I'd like to do that, Axford, but it's illegal. You can't beat up people, even suspected criminals, simply because you think they may do something. They have rights, and they have the lawyers who know how to ensure those rights. Reed's predictions of a gang war came true. Racketeers shot each other down and included innocent bystanders as they did so. Business places which suspected gang leaders used as legitimate fronts for criminal enterprises were bombed, sometimes with a great loss of life. And there were many arrests. Stand where you are. You're under arrest. Get your hands up. All of you. Most of them resulting in the sentencing of petty hoodlums and small fry strong-arm men. When suspected leaders were arrested, they would tell nothing. Axford and Commissioner Higgins, talking with Reed once more at the end of a week's time, were indignant. You ought to hear some of those goons when they're arrested. Right away they start yelling for liars and shouting about their constitutional rights. We can't even get them to talk after they've been shot by rival gangs. 
Reed thinks they're even worse than I expected. Well, can't you jail the leaders like Axford suggested once? Well, we're not sure who the leaders are. We can guess, yes, but we can't prove it. Besides, they all seem to be staying undercover. Well, a few of them got bumped off. You know that, Commissioner. Yes, but we can't allow them to continue dealing out death and punishment on their own. That should be the law's job. Lenore Case, Reed's secretary, shared with two others in the city the knowledge that Reed was the Green Hornet. The others were Commissioner Higgins and Reed's valet, Cato. Late that day, alone in Reed's office, the young publisher made known to Miss Case the decision he'd reached. If the police are hamstrung and can't end this gang war by legal means, then the Green Hornet will try his own methods to do it. Good. I hope he doesn't do it. Miss Case, will you place an ad in the personal columns tomorrow's paper, please? Address it to... P.H. Yes, sir. P.H. Is that Phil Hawley, the taxi cab driver who gets underworld information for the Green Hornet? Yes, it is. Phil's quite a character, but he's honest, and he knows what's taking place always in that half-world he lives in. He, um, he doesn't like the police, does he? No. But he dislikes gangsters and racketeers more. He knows the Green Hornet causes trouble for both, so that's why he helps. You haven't called on Hawley in more than a year. I think he must still read the personal columns every day as I asked him to. Anyway, we'll know soon enough if he does or not. Tell him to meet me tomorrow at midnight at the regular place. Sign the ad. G.H. Phil Hawley is sitting in a cafeteria the next afternoon saw the message in the personal column of the Daily Sentinel. That night, he waited at the appointed hour beneath a viaduct near the waterfront. When he heard stealthy footsteps approach, he stiffened. Hey, who's that? Hello, Phil. I see you read my message. Uh, yeah. Been a long time, Hornet. What's cooking? What do you want to know? A lot's been happening since Tommy Barra went to jail, Phil. You're not kidding. Nothing but boom-booming and bomb-bombing all over the place. A lot of the boys want Tommy's job, don't they? A week ago, they did. Not so many have the idea now. Huh? What's changed their minds? Uh, bullets and brass knucks, mostly. They were small timers with not enough brains to count up up to one. They were getting no place except to the morgue or the hospital. So those who didn't end up in either place got smart. Yeah, if there's such a thing as a smart hood. What'd they do? They hired themselves out to the Two boys were going to end up fighting it out for Tommy's place. Both sides are lining up now for the payoff. It ought to be a Lulu. Down to a fight between two men, huh? Yeah. Jake Steuben and Richie McClure. You know them? Yeah, by reputation. But they're not smart operators, are they? No. They're tough, though. Real tough, or they wouldn't be alive. And they're smart enough to get backing. Backing? Sure. Ah, don't try to kid me with your dumb act on it. You know what I'm talking about. 
They're front for some big shots. The brainy guys. Anybody can figure that. Maybe you're the guy that's backing them. I mean, good, but don't ask me to tell you who the guys backing them are. And the kind of I don't know. Well, you can tell me where I'll find Jig Steuben and Richie McClure, can't you? Sure. Jig's hiding out places on the corner of Arley Street and Van Dam. 601's the number. 601? That's right. It's a high stoop brownstone with an alley to the side and a, a yard with a garage in the rear. How often is Jig Steuben there? You know? Sure, I know he's there all the time. Acting like a real general. Letting his boys do the fighting while he stays back and gives orders. By staying there, he's sure of an alibi, too. I see. Now, what about Richie McClure? Uh, Richie's playing the same kind of game. Keeping cool. His place a couple of miles from Scooby's. It's got country stuff around it. Trees and that kind of bug, you know. I'll tell you where his place is and how to get there. When he left Phil Hawley, joined Cato, who waited nearby in the Green Hornet streamlined car, the Black Beauty. There, the Green Hornet repeated what he had learned. Then, aided by a flashlight held in Cato's hand, he wrote a note on paper taken from the glove compartment. Signed, the Green Hornet. There's my seal. You finished letter now? Yes. So let's get started out into the suburbs. Our first stop will be Richie McClure's house. It's on Farrow Avenue, near a street called Outer Lane. I think Phil's instructions will get us there without too much trouble. Then we go now. Now there's the house, Cato. Not another one near, and it fits the description Phil gave me. You go right inside now? I'll go in by the side door. Can't be too far from that room with the light shining. No, it's very close. Is the window where light shine or one you want me to throw letters through? Yes. Wait 15 minutes so I'll have time to set myself inside. Then when you throw it, be sure you drive right up close to the house so they'll see you making your getaway. Oh, I circle back here and meet you here then. Yes. I'll leave now. Inside the house, the Green Hornet could hear voices in a room halfway down the hallway. Softly, he made his way up the three stairs that led to the hall, then tiptoed to a place outside the door to the room. He listened. Within the room, gangster Richie McClure was checking a list which his lieutenant, Bingo Barton, had brought to him earlier. Hey, Bingo, look here. What's this address you have listed here? This, uh... Oh, that's, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Getz Morell's house. The one we bombed the other night when Getz said he wanted in on your setup. That's what I figured. Well, why didn't you put a mark after it to show we blew up the joint? Ah, gee, Richie, we never had to do this kind of thing before. Well, you gotta do it now, see? We have to make reports. We're big time now, bingo. When we get finished with Jig Stupin, we'll be the... Hey, what's that? You hear? Sounds like an automobile. Richie, look, a car coming up on the lawn right this way. That's no regular car. That's... Doc, the car door's open. He's going to shoot. Hey, get your gun out. That was no gunshot. Richie, 
Jesse, there's a rock on the floor. What about the car? What? Hey, it's gone already. Richie, that was the Green Hornet's car. I knew it was different. Bingo, is that note from the Green Hornet? Yeah, yeah it's for you, Richie. See? Hey, this is bad. Real bad, Bingo. You know what? The Hornet's thrown in with Jig Steuben. Jig? Are you sure? That's something we got to find out. Maybe the boss will know. You going to call him and find out if he did? Are you nuts? I can't do that. You know my orders. Yeah, but this is important stuff. Why can't you call him this time? Because the boss is a big shot. He's Tommy Barra's lawyer. If Tommy ever knew what Greg was doing, he'd get him bumped off some way, even though Tommy's in jail. Does the boss think Tommy maybe has somebody outside cutting in on the boss's phone call? Maybe he does. He's afraid the cops are doing it, though, trying to learn stuff. The cops know that some of Tommy's records are still missing. The stuff the boss has stashed away, huh? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not phoning. I'm going to the boss's house as soon as you get a few of the boys here to look after this place while we're gone. The Green Hornet left the house and went at once to where Cato waited in the Black Beauty. That note you tossed in the window did even more than I expected. Start moving, huh? Oh, yes, Mr. Britton. You learned something, maybe? I've learned that Phil Hawley has his facts right. Richie McClure is fronting for someone more important than he is. You find out who that someone is? Uh, turn to the next corner and stay on the back road. Yes, that someone is Carlton Greg. Golly, he is big man. A lawyer to Tommy Barra, is he not? Yes. And the things he learned from Barra are his stock and trade in his new role of criminal mastermind. Oh, I know where Mr. Gregg's house is. It's a big place. We passed there many times. Well, this is one time we're not passing it. There we are, Mr. Bitt. Straight ahead. Oh, that home of Mr. Gregg. Yeah, I see it. Hold your flashlight, Cato. This is my writing night. I'm going to write another note. Hey, where's my pen? Oh, here it is. Quickly using the pen in his gloved hand, the Green Hornet wrote a note, then affixed his seal to the bottom of it. There. That does it. Take this to the city, Cato, and drive fast all the way. It's a note for Jig Steuben. The address is on it. I see, Mr. Britt. 601 Arley. Yes. Getting into Greg's house isn't going to be difficult. I'll go there now. The gas bomb should make my exit easier. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Hi, fellas and gals. Gosh, but this story is exciting, isn't it? Makes you feel kind of tense. So how about relaxing over a drink of delicious Orange Crush? You know, it's natural for you to want Orange Crush when you crave refreshment. Because naturally, it tastes better. That's a fact. I'll tell you why. Orange Crush is flavored with the natural juices of fresh, tree-ripened Valencia oranges. So naturally, it tastes better. Yes, Orange Crush is different from other orange drinks. None of them can match its tangy, fresh fruit, natural flavor. No wonder Orange Crush tastes so much better with wholesome after-school snacks. 
a frosty cold drink of sparkling orange crush, and a toasted cheese sandwich hot off the grill make the grandest combination. And both of them are so good for you. Yes, orange crush made from nutritious fresh oranges is good for you as well as delicious. Tell that to mom. Tell her to keep the refrigerator stocked up with orange crush all the time. Tell her to get orange crush at her grocer's in the six-bottle handy pack. And when you're out with the gang, ask for orange crush at refreshment counters wherever you happen to be. Be sure to ask for it by name. Don't just say orange. Say, I want orange crush. Because naturally, it tastes better. That's orange crush. O-R-A-N-G-E-C-R-U-S-H. Orange Crush, the world's leading orange drink. Now back to the Green Hornet. The Black Beauty reached the corner of Arley Street about 15 minutes after leaving the vicinity of Carlton Gregg's estate. Seeing no moving traffic in sight, Hato stopped the car left the driver's seat and ran up the front steps. Then he pressed his gloved finger hard against the doorbell. Jig Steuben and three of his mobsters were in the midst of a card game when the bell rang. Ah, uh, who could hey, that be at this hour? Oh, the meathead, why don't he stop ringing? You guys get your guns ready, we'll see who it is. All right. yeah. Come on, boys. Jig! I hear a car starting outside. See whose car it is, Charlie. And be careful when you open the door. We're covering you. Yeah, okay. Hey, there's nobody out here. Hey, but that car was moving like lightning. Charlie, at your feet. There's a letter there. Bring it in here and close the door behind you. All right. Charlie brought the letter inside. There was a startled exclamation from the crooks as they noted the seal of the Green Hornet on the letter. Jig's eyes narrowed as he read the letter. Why, the... Then, with immediate reaction, he turned to his men. The Green Hornet's come through with some info that needs looking into right away. Something I've been suspecting. And something I can prove now if what he says is true. What is it, Jig? He says Greg Tommy's lawyer's back in Richie McClure. And that they're together at Greg's house now. What the... I say, Jig, what a chance this is to bump them both home. Yeah, providing what the Hornet says is true. We'll find out. But before we bump either of them, there are other things I'll have to find out. Things they know and which I gotta know if I'm to be top man. Do you know where this guy Greg's house is? Sure. As well as I know where Ed Blanchard's place is. Ha <laughs> 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 Greg and Blanchard. What's so <laughs> funny, Jig? What I just said. Greg, a big lawyer. Blanchard, a big shot politician. One backs Richie, the other backs me. And each of them goes around acting like they was plaster saints. That's what I'm laughing at. But, boys. Yeah, yeah, boys. Thank you, Rods. And we'll take two cars in the garage and go out to Carlton Gregg's place. I don't know why the Green Hornet would want to tell me this stuff, but if it's true, I'll figure that out later. Cato, after leaving Arley Street hurriedly, had circled back and parked the Black Beauty in a dark alley a short distance away. Now waiting in a darkened doorway across the street from Steuben's house, he saw the lights go out inside. A few minutes later, two cars emerged from the alley to the side of the house. You can't leave. They do like Mr. Critt expect. Well, now I do what he tell me. Mm-hmm. 
having removed his mask, walked to a nearby tavern where business was still in progress. No one paid attention as he entered the telephone booth directly inside the street doorway. Commissioner Higgins, I call for the Green Hornet. Oh, you listen, I tell you something quick. Right now, crook Richie McClure is in home. At Carlton Gregg's home, the Green Hornet, hiding in a room next to the library, had heard Richie McClure and Bingo gain admittance to the house a short time before. Twenty minutes passed before a sleepy-eyed but alert Carlton Gregg put in his appearance. Now, Greg, visibly angry, faced the two mobsters. Richie, after all I've warned you, you come here anyway. Look at this letter, then you'll know why I came. Here, look at it. Uh, Say, that's a green hornet seal, isn't it? Let me see. Uh, Richie, when did you get this? Tonight, an hour ago. I would have called, only you told me that... I know what I told you. The green hornet throwing in with Steuben's mob. I don't like this. Oh, maybe it's not true. Maybe he's just bluffing. Why would he do that? He's a smart operator, that hornet. Could be he knows what the score is, and he knows Hold up. Just... What was that? Richie, do you have other men with you? No, we left my men at my place in case the Hornet or Jigs mobs tried any tricks. Well, I heard cars outside. And... Hello, Richie. Hello, Greg. A jig. Jig Stupin. Richie, you did this. It's a cross. What are you guys talking about, huh? You see all those guns my boys are holding? Pay attention to them. How'd you get in here, Jig? Well, the door wasn't locked. Thanks for making it easy, Greg. Else we might have had to shoot our way in. The Hornet was right, Jig. Yeah, Charlie. He said you two would be here, but I didn't expect to see my old pal Bingo with you. Jig, you know how it is. A guy's got to... A guy's got to shut up, Bingo, when I'm talking. Richie, you caused me a lot of trouble these past weeks. Your boys knocked off some of my best men. I wish they'd have got you, Jig. They would have, too, if they knew where you were hiding. Look who's talking. You must have been dug down deep with the groundhogs. My boys were out after you, too. And now we have them, huh, Jig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But best of all, we have Mr. Big himself. Why don't you back me, Greg? Why'd you have to pick a heel like Richie to front for you? Jig, before you do anything rash, let me do some talking. Do you mean that you and Richie didn't plan this? That this isn't an attempt to frame me into making some sort of a concession? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either, boss. I told you why I came here. The Green Hornet sent that note What's and we... that, Richie? The Green Hornet sent you a note, too? As if you didn't know. Doesn't your boss tell you what he does? Blanchard never tells me... Shut up, Charlie. Blanchard. Ed Blanchard backing you, Jig? <laughs> My good friend, Ed Blanchard. So that's why he's been pumping me about Barra's affairs lately. Charlie, I ought to bump you, you and your big mouth. Jig, you mean the Green Hornet isn't your partner? No. What gave you that idea? The letter he threw in Richie's window tonight. Said he was working with you and warned Wait. Richie. Wait. Jig, I have the letter right here. Read it. Uh, Go on. This is no trick. Keep him covered, boys. All right, let's see it. Well, what do you know? That's what he says. He's working with me. Well, maybe he is, and I don't know it, huh? Well, with his note, told you Richie was here. The Hornet's note? But he didn't know I was here. He... Hey, boss, did you hear that? I swear I didn't tell anyone I was coming to this place. This sounds like a typical Hornet play. 
Now that I recall, it was his messing in Tommy Barrow's affairs that caused Tommy to get caught. No kidding. It's the truth. This could be a Green Hornet trick to help him get control of everything that belonged to Tommy. Everything that we have in our hands if we play it right. Jig? What? Jig, there's no reason why we should be rivals. There's enough money to be made to take care of us all for a million years if we live that long. And? Don't you see the Green Hornet arrange this? So we'd kill each other off? Oh, sure, that's the idea. I see it now. Don't you see it, Jig? Yeah, maybe. But you'll say anything now because my boys have you ready for whatever I tell them to do. Who else is out in the hall? What? Get back here, Bingo. Grab him, Chuck. Help my jaw. Now, don't try any more of your tricks. Stay put and shut up. You're not getting away. Like I was saying, Greg. Uh, Jig, listen, please. I'm leveling. I'll prove it to you. Don't let the Hornet ruin things for all of us. I have in this house everything that Tommy left. It's what gives me the edge over Blanche. Oh, Spingo's right. There is someone in that hallway. See? Where? It's the Green Hornet. Oh, Gas bombs for you. No! <laughs> the mobsters fell to the floor unconscious. Their few shots went wild, landing nowhere near the Green Hornet. But Carlton Gregg, with quick reflexes, had placed a handkerchief over his mouth and nose. He stepped over the sprawled bodies and ran into the hallway. But the Green Hornet was waiting. Oh, no, Greg. You're not getting away. Don't. Hornet, don't. Listen to me. If you'll let me talk... Talk to the police. I hear their cars outside. This'll hold you. As the Green Hornet's punch sent Greg to the floor unconscious, the Green Hornet ran through the hallway and out the rear door. Policemen, headed by Commissioner Higgins, swarmed through the open front door. Shots weren't here. Be careful, man. There's a fellow on the floor, dead. Uh, oh, he's only out. That's Carlton Gregg. Look after him. Let's get into that next room. Where are the police? You inside that room. Stay there. Commissioner, look. A whole bunch of them all over the floor, unconscious. Gas. <laughs> the Green Hornet was here, all right. You can tell that. When he called, he said he'd be here. But he's gone now. Let's get these men awake and start questioning. I have a warrant with me, too. Start searching this house. I think we're ending a gang war, men. In Reed's office next morning, Axford and Miss Case were discussing the bulletins that had been pouring over the local news wires since early morning. Here's the best one yet. Ed Blanchard figured the others put him on the spot. So he's confessing his part in backing Jig Steuben. Yeah, those crooked politicians will do anything to gain an advantage. If they can't make a million dollars dishonestly, then they'll tell the truth so no one else can. Well, another thing. The police ballistics department has already proved that guns found on Steuben and McClure's men killed or wounded a score of gangsters during the past week. They'll all go to jail, and Greg will go with them. Oh, the evidence they found in his own house to use against him. Well, if he ever gets in the same cell block with Tommy Barra, I hate to think what'll happen to him. Whatever happens will hardly be enough. The Garland part is to know the Green Hornet got away. He'll still be around to plague us. Huh. There's one I'd like to have in the same room with me. Reed, if I did, you know what I'd do? I'd give him me fist right in the mug like this. I'd say green hornet. That's the last three Bedford gang war ends. Greg Blanchard and leaders indicted. Read all about it, green hornet, ain't police. That's the last three Bedford.
that's the Green Hornet story for today. Another exciting story brought to you by the most refreshing drink in the world. The drink that's actually good for you because it's made with real oranges. The one and only Orange Crush. It sparkles, it tingles, it makes you feel fresh again. Always keep several bottles in your refrigerator. And always remember, the handy way to do that is to get the handy pack. Six bottles of Orange Crush in a handy carrying case. This program is a feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Green Hornet is played by Jack McCarthy. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. The Green Hornet is brought to you every Wednesday and Friday at the same time by the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush. That's the drink you like best of all. Try it. Next time, ask for Orange Crush. But remember, don't say orange. Say Orange Crush. O-R-A-N-G-E-C-R-U-S-H. Orange Crush. Next Friday, listen to the Green Hornet again in the exciting story of danger entitled... Axford's Romantic Disaster. And now till Friday, this is Fred Foy saying so long from Orange Crush. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>